CrossPolitik begins in 3, 2, 1. Stop a heart that breaks for a dying city. Stop cursing your future. <laughs> Is not true. For all intents and purposes, I am a woman. No government, no political system has ultimate supremacy. Jesus is King of Kings, and it's about time our nation returned in humble submission to His Lordship. You are not protecting women. You are authorizing the destruction of 500,000 little women every year. I didn't start it. Sir, sir, with all due respect, that's the argument of a five-year-old. I didn't start it. Right, when the Spirit comes upon people, they go to war. They go to battle, and the enemies of God are driven back, and they're slaughtered. You are listening to CrossPolitik with Gabe Wrench, the Water Boy, Pastor Toby Sumter, and the Chocolate Knox. Hello, y'all. Welcome to CrossPolitik. We are, it's fall. It's fall now. The weather's good. And we also have Pastor Wilson joining us on the show today. Thanks for coming in, man. Thanks for being having me. always makes me nervous. <laughs> Every time he comes. Well, you know, I, I noticed David didn't interrupt me this I, time. No, you no know, I didn't David, say anything. No, I didn't Gabe say anything. David always. Gabe said fall was good. But then he said, we're having Pastor Wilson on. He didn't say whether that was good. <laughs> I'm, I'm still surprised that you came back. Like, yeah. thank you. That's always the tell when they come back. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> we must be doing really bad. We have a repeat client. <laughs> Maybe this is the second witness, though. He's coming back to get a second pass before he brings the charges. Before the charges come. I actually, I actually had a question since you're here. Um, something we've been trying to work out for a long time. How did Gabe become a Dinkin again? <laughs> <laughs> That's your son-in-law's I mean, fault. <laughs> really? It was there, well. It, it, there's a lot of money involved. <laughs> <laughs> it was dark. Right. <laughs> we were desperate. <laughs> how do we undo this? <laughs> how do How do I undo this? Right. That'll go real well. That'll yeah. go. That'll be great. Oh man. Well, it's it's been quite quite the week. Um. <laughs> Uh, with everything that's been going on with Vegas, um, uh, Congress passing 20-week, or the House voting on uh, 20-week abortion bans okay. um, at the federal level. We also had, um, we might talk about this, but Canada trying to push a bill to um, uh, force uh, gender-neutral pronouns on everybody in Canada. Yeah. We need a special pronoun for Canadians. Yes. <laughs> things to work on. Where's my notes? Things to work on during the show. Pronouns for Canadians. Yeah, right? <laughs> we should, uh, people should uh, write in with their suggestions. Oh, memo. Oh, <laughs> give us a memo. Hey, we got well, a memo to pay. This, we probably got, we, I know we got some Canadians that listen. We do. Maybe they can help us. We do. Dick Berendrick, I've been emailing with you. <laughs> I'm taking notes. You owe us one. <laughs> <laughs> I think it should be one pronoun. Eh. You know, Sai's Canadian. Oh, so, Cy. Yeah, I think he just needs to become but, a but citizen. But Sai agrees with the, the yeah, joke. He, he agrees with the joke. Sure. So we're right. okay. Get a, yeah, we need that. Um, does, does right any, in. We got a couple announcements before we get into this. Usually you laugh at jokes and you don't agree with them. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on who they're on. I don't know. I don't know. I laugh all the way around. <laughs> so what's, what's happening in Canada, does it have effect on us at all? Is it affecting what's happening in America at all? I think I think it will. I mean, it's just it's this is already give, this is already happening. It's in giving New York. people bad ideas. You, you guys it's too close to our borders, right? You, you guys forget New York City is already trying to to run this play. Um, they're already trying to go after businesses for not referring to their gender neutral um, or the gender preference of their clients of the customers. This is something they can they can bring a. It's finable. They can sue it's their finable employer in New York City already. So. Yeesh. 
the city the, the city ordinances are already allowing for this. Speaking of city ordinances, you just said something about local city news yes. right right before we started. What, what was it again? Yeah, so um, we live in Moscow, Idaho, Lataw County, and our, um, we're surrounded by um, tribal territories, Nez Perce, Coeur d'Alene tribe, yeah. and everything. Um, uh, although Moscow, the city of Moscow is largely Caucasian. David, you know about this. Huh? <laughs> Didn't city, notice. The city of Moscow is mostly little Norway. Yeah, right. right. Liberal, liberal Norway. <laughs> I don't see color, guys. I don't see <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Colorblind. And so uh, Columbus Day was coming is is coming up? I don't it, remember. Did what... it happen yet? What's Columbus Day? Dang, that's messed up. That's that's we don't care. This is not a good introduction to this news segment, it's is it? It's coming soon. Columbus Day is coming soon. And and so our city council, um, someone proposed the Human Rights Commission. That's who did it. The Human Rights Commission here in Moscow proposed uh, to have Indigenous Peoples Day. We have a human rights commission here in Moscow? We do. And they, and they passed this, and, and and so they proposed it to the city council, and they and they passed it and everything. So, so this is like pushing back against federal encroachments, right? Yeah, because <laughs> that's what they're doing. That's that's the play they're running. So Columbus obviously is a federal holiday. Well, our local city decided to make um, the local celebration an Indigenous People Day, right. and everything. And I, as I kind of, um, I've, uh, I was in a debate or you know whatever you call it, an internet sc- scramble, um, must have been like two years ago, and they were, um. Did I mention um, they were attacking Texas, which, <laughs> which I'm I'm from five Texas, minutes. right? Five minutes to get back to Texas, and they were saying that the Alamo it was a is a just war for the Mexicans to come and and attack the Texans because Uh-oh. they could take back their state. Uh oh, right the, the the promised land. I'm listening. The promised land. You listening? <laughs> but I but I I was thinking I was like um because they were trying to um argue by some sort of hey we were here first um kind of concept and um but the problem was. Um, the Aztecs had uh, Texas before the Mexicans, and then I think the French took it from uh, the Aztecs, and then the Mexicans took it from the French, and then the um, uh, the Texans um, took it from, or the Americans took it from the uh, just, Mexicans. Just imagine what the world would like, what the world would look like right. if a, what a map of the world would look like if everybody had to go back to where they were supposed to be. Right. Yeah, I already don't like the idea. <laughs> well, I tell you, I tell you right now. I, I like where I is. Well, I don't. Yeah, where I, don't I, like, I don't like that idea. <laughs> I like you know if you want to come here and visit, we can fellowship and have, share some food and culture. I'll buy you great. a beer. Yeah, but I don't. You know, yeah. I don't want to go back. Yeah, but this is a talk about unscrambling the egg. Right. You, you just can't. Right. Do no. It. No. No. That's why. Um, but what's? The, but why are they doing that? What's the that's play why, yeah. being run? Right. It's it's some sort of uh, battle over control, battle no, over. It's the same as the toppling statues. It's the, it's cultural Marxism. What, what they're what they're doing is they're saying we are at war with Western civilization and Western culture, and we want to tear down the monuments, the uh, heroes, the legends, the stories. We want to rewrite absolutely everything. So you think you think it's a battle against Western culture? Um, Ab- absolutely. Is it a, no. is it a battle against? just culture i mean is it is it certain a certain kind of like just lawlessness so i mean if they would they do it to another entrenched culture not the same way there have always been you know uh, movements of revolution against established cultures and so a long established chinese dynasty is going to have some unrest develop over time right but i think there's a special antipathy not because Western culture is not the same thing as the kingdom of God. It's not the same thing as the, uh, but as it's the been church. Heavily but it's filtered. so, the history of the kingdom of God and the history of Western culture 
are so intertwined mm. that you can't talk about one without talking about the other. And the reason there's a particular animus toward Western culture is not because of all its faults, which are many, right. but uh, Western culture is attacked with its faults, but it's not being attacked for its faults. It's being attacked because it's so associated with the Christian faith. Um, mm. what, they're, what they're trying to do is uh, get at the gospel and get at the kingdom of God through a proxy. Right. And that proxy is the culture that is most influenced by the gospel over the course of centuries. So when, when Western culture sins, and we've often sinned grievously, uh, those things are brought up and we are attacked with them. Uh, so it's the same reason uh, David was attacked because, with his adultery, right, with his right. murder, but that's not why he was attacked. He was attacked because he was a man after God's own heart. Right. His sin made it easier for them to attack it, right. attack him. Right. But the the animus, the hatred, the malice is all because of gospel and, the, and Jesus. So just to move this, so Christian brothers who are, you know, they're on our side for the most part, but see something like the Robert Ely statue and they say, okay, that points to um, a time in American culture where uh, a lot of evil was done. And that, that statue is a symbol of exactly what is not Christian about America. Right. And, so, and, and I would say before you say, hey, that seems like a good idea. Yeah, the slavery is bad. Even Robert E. Lee thought it was bad. Uh, so let's take down the statue. You need to back up a couple of paces and say, what play is there a play being run on us? Is something happening that's beyond this particular thing? Yeah. Be, be, this particular issue. And w with all, when all the Confederate statues started to come down, it wasn't minutes before um, uh, other things were being attacked, too. Right. The Washington Monument. Well, now does the Washington Monument have to come down? Oh, absolutely. The Jefferson right. Memorial. Yeah. What about, you know? Yeah. So basically, there were people who saw that the 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 cultural marxists who hate western civilization were attacking the confederacy which was defeated incidentally 150 years ago <laughs> you know right. that war that, that was a long time in the rearview mirror they they were attacking the confederacy and the mementos the memorials of the confederacy because it was low hanging fruit mm -hmm. it was it was easy to get at but the reason they were doing it is they're after the whole tree they want to get all the fruit they want to take a chainsaw to the tree because they hate Western culture. And that's a, so, so that's a vulnerable point in, in the line. Yes. yes. And, what, and it sounds like, so what you're saying is, are they poisoning those people who are kind of, who are trying to see something uh, maybe rightly and they're kind of poisoning the well and say, if we can get you guys on board with this, we can help take down the whole kit and caboodle. Yeah. There, there, there are some tenderhearted Christians yeah. who say, Oh, that's a reasonable point. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I could, I could go for that. I can. And, and they think that if they give in to this, that it's somehow going to make the conflict go away. It'll yeah. satisfy. No, it's it's right. going to make the conflict accelerate. Yeah. So um, it'll go away. You don't want it to go. So yeah. well, how do you, how do you handle Winston, it? Winston Churchill said that an appeaser is someone who throws everybody else to the crocodile, hoping to be the last one eaten. Right. right and right. that's that's how appeasement <laughs> that's how appeasement works. Yeah. Right. And that's what's going on now. There's absolutely no way to take the logic that the, the Christians who were accommodating the demands that the Confederate flag come off of Mississippi state flag or, right, right. you know, South Carolina, uh, the arguments that they were using, we've got to do this because we have to stop offending our black brothers. Yeah. Right. Well, then within weeks, within weeks, you have 
uh, people protesting the national anthem and the American yeah. flag right. yeah, yeah. for the same reason. And then I turn to the Christians and say, where's your logic now? You're you're willing to kick the Confederacy in the head because they were defeated 150 years ago. Right. But, on, but on your anti-idolatry principles, why aren't you calling for the removal of the American flag? Mm. Why why right. isn't the gospel senior to that? Mm-hmm. Well, it's not a it's not a gospel issue, or it is, but upside down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, well, yeah. well um, so press this just a little further. Okay, so David committed adultery. They had something real there, and that that he, I mean, he wrote Psalm fifty one in confession of it. Right. Um. So how do you handle that in a way that okay, you're right. You need to confess it. Um. And, uh, you know the the points given. But then the bigger play is wrong. Yeah, the is drunkards. That, that make sense? It, it says in the Psalms that drunkards in the taverns are singing their songs about uh, about David because uh-huh. of, because of his sin. Right. Um, and you you acknowledge that, but then at the end of David's life, you see the the court politics, the turmoil with Nathan the prophet who confronted yep. David on his yep. sin, Absalom. and Bathsheba who was complicit with David in the who was the mother of. Um, um, Solomon and also the mother of the child who died, and she was the Uriah's wife. She and Nathan are are part of the court politics, fighting for the good good guy's side. Right, and their job was a lot harder because of David's sin. Right, right. But you still have to do the job. You still have to stand up for what's right. Right. Yeah, I personally like the flags and the monuments up there because I need to know where not to go. <laughs> I'm serious. Like in Georgia, it was great because when I saw a flag waving. I knew where I wasn't supposed to be after a certain you're, time. You're, you're not going to buy a car from that dealership. Well, I don't mind buying a car. I just want to know he wants me on the lot. You know, <laughs> usually it was like not a welcome sign for me. You know, I remember one time I was coming. So right down by my house was a graveyard, and that was a, um, you know, I didn't know it at the time, but that was old family, old folks fought in the war. Yeah, yeah. you know, and uh, and I'm going to work and i remember clear as day everybody was in their their uniforms you know with their confederate flag and they out yeah. with the drums and the full nine and i'm <laughs> driving by at the stoplight and i'm looking forward trying not to look to my left where the graveyard is and i did anyway and lo and behold everybody's just looking at me just, <laughs> just waiting for me to go they just, just no they just wanted you to say hi yeah. <laughs> obviously i did obviously. wave hey guys yeah. i didn't get anything back i just when light was green i scared i was gone yeah. but it was a sign for me to know where not to go so i appreciate them landmarks so i said to keep them up <laughs> I <don't like> surprises. <laughs> that's good i think let me let me bring this in here because i think there's some related stuff going on so um uh the house passed yeah, no, uh, a 20 right. a 20 week Oh, um, abortion bill or anti-abortion bill, however you want to define it, depending on which side of the fence you're on or which side of the week you're on. Okay. Um, and Ben Sass, I thought Ben and Ben Sass tweeted, of Who? course, in support of it. Is it Sass? Senator Ben Sass, right? Is- yeah. He's a senator, like yeah. Nebraska or something yeah, like yeah. that. I've been Nebraska. saying it wrong, Ben Sace. Oh, <laughs> dang it! Sorry, Ben. That's so that's Anglo-Saxon of you. That's Gabe's job. I know. I think I heard Mis- him say it like that. No, no, don't blame it on me. <laughs> At least you didn't do it the French way, Sassay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't have did that. <laughs> so, what so here's what Ben says. Let me read this real quick. And he said, "Proud to co-sponsor legislation this week that would provide common sense protection for unborn children at 20 weeks." After fertilization, a point at which there's significant scientific evidence that abortion inflicts tremendous pain on these vulnerable human beings. Americans rightly condemn human rights abuses around the world because we judge societies on how they take care of the most vulnerable members. 
There's no good reason for the United States to be on the list of human rights abusers like China, North Korea, and all allowing these kinds of abortions. Um, I, and I, I think it's, he's trying to, I mean, he's making the comments based off what, what is almost kind of easy to make comments off of. So he's trying to tie this into, hey, it's a scientific thing. After 20 weeks, they can feel more pain. They have all their limbs, all that stuff. Um, I, I guess I, I feel like he's, he's still being soft in this. It's, and and one, one other point here, um, uh, Jeff Durbin, I think, mentioned this. A lot of the pro-life legislation that we've, that. that we've pushed these last 30 years are basically if the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade, pro-life legislation would now keep abortion uh, legal at some level in some states. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Where sure. After 20 weeks and stuff. So I don't, I don't know. I'm just a couple thoughts there. Yeah. Qu- a quick thought. Yeah. Um, I'm entirely in favor of this. If it gets through the house and the Senate, mm-hmm. um, I'm in favor of it on the favor of it on the basis of incrementalism. Yeah. Right. So this is the game the left plays with us all the time. They get it. Don't they, they? they get it because yeah. when they, they demand the environmentalists will demand, we want 20,000 uh, acres set aside um, for wilderness protection, right? Mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and everybody knows that next year they're going to get that, and everybody knows that next year they're going to be asking back asking for another twenty. Yeah, everybody knows that it's they're playing a long game. It's incremental, and we need to do, do the same thing. Mm-hmm. If if someone said to Senator Sass, do, do, "Be honest, do you want abortion outlawed completely?" Eventually, yeah, you, he should say absolutely. Yeah, but I'm going to take what I can get yeah. now. And you're on, you're back on your heels now because this is so obviously right. wrong. Right. And I, I think we should um, be incrementalists out of principle, uh-huh. not incrementalists because we'll get that much and then we're done. Right. Yeah. But I guess, so my general, I feel so jaded by that argument because there's been a lot of pro-life legislation where that's actually in, what they end up only caring about is actually incrementalism and not actually um, fixing the abortion problem, not actually dealing with it all the way. If, they, if you put the easy button... On the table in front of a pro-life, um, you know, hit it, uh, yeah, hit yeah, it, and yeah, say yeah. I'm going to be done with abortion. I don't think most of us would hit it. I don't think most of our pro-life lobby organizations would. I'd, I'd like to come back. To yeah, that. absolutely. Yeah. I think we should. When we come back, pro-life, Vegas shooting, and Jimmy Kimmel, <laughs> more on cross politics next. Canon Press is a publishing house located in Moscow, Idaho. Canon Press, we create and provide products that sketch a vision of the whole life, a whole culture, a life full of beauty, tradition, education, community, laughter, and celebration, unashamed of Christ, and sharply at odds with the values of modernity, a mature culture with the church at the center, living out the good life, one family at a time. We believe our book, audio, and visual selections reflect this exciting life that God has given us under the sun. As the wisest man said, go eat your bread with joy and drink your wine with a merry heart, for God has already accepted your works. Canonpress.com. For 21 years and counting, New St. Andrews College has sought to obey Christ's great commission to disciple nations and build him a house. Not just in Jerusalem, but throughout the world. Not with stones and mortar, but with living stones. We build and fight. This is the task of a Christian liberal arts college, to equip students with the tools to build and fight. And this is our joyful task as we seek to graduate leaders who shape culture through wise and victorious living. To learn more, check us out online at nsa.edu forward slash explore 
I wasn't ready for that one. I, I need an opener. I want your cap. I knew that. Give me the opener. I did. What is uh, this segment brought to you by? Welcome <laughs> back to Cross Politic. This segment is brought to you by me trying to get the cap off of my bottle. I, hurry up. I can't wait to hear Pastor. Yeah. Give, give and some. we got Pastor Doug Wilson with us in the studio today. We're really grateful to have him. And um, he was about to take Gabe down to the mat. I can't wait because he already oh. got him in a headlock. Yeah, I can already yeah, see it. He's getting ready. It's already there. Give him a good noogie. He's just about to put some weight on it now. I was, I was just hoping to get the last word on that because I heard the music. Yeah, yeah. right. So, so Gabe was saying if there was an easy button in front of us to hit he doesn't for Christians, think, he, he doesn't, doesn't think Christians. Now, I completely disagree. I think Pastor does too, so I'm going to let him finish that. Okay. You wrong. I'm, I'm, Go pass. <laughs> I want to okay. debate Knox about this. <laughs> okay, so let me make the first obvious point that on issues like this, there ain't no easy button. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks. All right, so um, if if you said, would uh, would the typical pro-life politician, without any pressure from the base, stand up for the unborn out to the end of the line? The answer is a lot of them wouldn't. I, I agree with okay. that. Really? All right. So, uh, and so a recent I, Republican senator stepped down because he pressured his um, a girlfriend to have an abortion. Did you hear about uh, that? Congressman. A congressman, yeah. excuse me. Yeah. yeah. So, so there's um, examples. So, yeah. There, so yeah. There, are, there are hypocrisies involved in all this. And I know how the world works. So I know that um, you've got a, you could have pro life organizations whose donor base depends upon continuing to get money to fight. Abortion. If we believe there's a poverty industry, that uh, you know, what will what will people whose livelihood uh, their livelihood is based on helping poor people? What would happen if there were no poor people? Well, they'd have to get another job. They they'd have to go do something. There are right. organizations, relief organizations, mission organizations, pro life organizations that have a donor base that's based upon a continuation of the problem. Right. So so I know that that's a okay. real temptation. That's a real difficulty and we should acknowledge acknowledge that but i also think that there are soldiers who have kept the pro life issue alive for 40 years right you know so mm-hmm. right uh, mm-hmm. they've kept it alive it's not a live issue in europe it's not a live issue in a lot of places right and there right. and there are uh so we there's a march on washington Every year, right, with a million, you know, it's a lot of people yeah, yeah, that right. have gone there. So this, the reason the fake pro-life politicians have to pretend to be pro-life right. is because there's a lot of genuine, actual pressure on them. Yeah, and so consequently, I believe that there are principled people who want to go the incremental route. If if there were an easy button in front of me, if there were, that would out just abolish Roe v. Wade. I know that New York and California and Illinois would still have would still be pro-choice. Yeah, right. But we would have thirty-five states all of a sudden overnight that out would outlaw abortion. Right. And then we would have a beachhead to establish to start tackling Absolutely. these other states. Right. So, I I think that there or is. Or they just die off. The, yeah, well, <laughs> actually, right. yeah, culture because, life, culture because death. the people who are yeah. pro-choice are also have bought into idiotic. Um, Identity politics, idiotic right. economics, yep. and and people are fleeing. Look at the U-Haul rental prices in California to Texas, <laughs> as opposed to <laughs> Texas mm-hmm. to California. California. Right, right. Right. You, right. you can tell which way the traffic's going. Yeah. yeah. So uh, they're they're bleeding people. Yeah. They're at war with the next generation. All of that. So basically, I believe that principled incrementalism is a thing, yeah. and I think that if the the resurgent 
abolish human abortion now movement, which I support. I would yeah. call myself an abolitionist. If I could abolish it all, I would abolish it all. Yeah. But the abolish human abortion people need to not taunt uh, veterans of this war who kept it a war. Yeah. The only reason you can have abolitionists taking a hard line now is somebody kept it an issue. Yeah. And if someone is simply because they're an incrementalist are caused or are called a compromiser, I think that that's just young bucks getting above themselves. Let, there are compromisers. Yeah. I, but I, I think I wonder if I wonder if more of the part of the problem is is I think that it looks like from my vantage point that there have been a whole lot of those compromisers in positions of leadership mm-hmm. and in politics. And so at the grassroots level, you have a, a lot of I would say good-hearted people giving their hearts and their lives pastors, people at the, the grassroots who believe in outlawing abortion. But yeah. it seems like there's been a bottleneck created at the same time where the certain like millions of people marching for life yeah. and relative incremental steps being relatively few and small mm-hmm. like, like over, this 40, happened, over 40 years. And this happened in Idaho just like the last two years ago. Um, uh, Congress or Idaho uh, state legislator passed a bill that was banning the doctors um, prescribing anti-abortificants over Skype. Right. And then what happened was the feds came sniffing in Idaho. Just sniffing. Just sniffing. Like we might we might take this to court. We might take this to court. And so what they did, uh, this, they went back to, legis- to, to legislative session and said, let's appeal that, that just that, that little part of the bill, um, removing. So, so an overwhelmingly pro-life state house, state Congress, just, Mm-hmm. Just you know, rolled over. I think yeah. I think a lot of the people now that are in this are seeing people who have been on the front lines and kind of bruised and beaten, and and saying, "Why aren't you guys?" I, it's not like you haven't been fighting. We see that you've been fighting, but yeah. don't lose heart. Run this thing right up the middle. We can do it. You know. But mm-hmm. I, I I think what happens is that I do think though that we we've been sometimes duped by those people. They say I'm pro life and I'm really trying hard. Right. But what but they're actually trying to do is try really hard to keep their seat in in power. Yeah. Sure. But you always make the distinction. In other words, there are some people who make the noises, the rhinos, yes, I'm pro-life, and uh, um, and but they lose on purpose, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So this, you watch the Senate very closely on this because um, if another vacant with when Scalia's seat was re, when Gorsuch replaced Scalia in the Supreme Court seat, that didn't change the balance of anything, no. right? If um, Kennedy uh, retires or if Ginsburg uh, retires or dies or something like that. Right. The next seat, if he appoints another Gorsuch, another right. true blue conservative, that is going to transform the court. And that would mean one more conservative on the Supreme Court, just one more. Mm-hmm. Roe yeah. v. Wade's going down. Okay. Now, if that happens, then the Republican majority is going to instantly lose three to five squishes. There'll be Republicans who are called moderates they're actually liberals right mm-hmm. would would fail to would would abandon ship and wouldn't be willing for roe v wade to go down right so right. so basically you would have a situation where 90 percent of the republican senators would be willing to vote for roe v wade to go down mm-hmm. and you'd have five let's say who abandon ship right right, right. i don't want to call the 90 percent who would vote to outlaw it and i know they would I don't want to call them names. 
Yeah. That that's not the that's right. not where the problem is. Yeah. The problem is with the squishes. Right, the right. problem is with the people who are going to abandon ship. So uh, there are. I guess I look at Idaho being kind of indicative of if push comes to shove, they'd actually repeal it. If the federal government came put pressure on a you know abortifants being a, a prescribed over Skype, and then the senators without any. Pressure. Well, they've already proved that. I mean, look at um, they just give in, they bend over, and that's what I feel like would happen with most pro-life look at Dan senators Foreman. and congressmen. I mean, Dan Foreman can't even get a you know his he, bill pushed. He couldn't his even own Dan Foreman couldn't even get his bill into the on the floor, the, the chair, the committee. The chair. Pat, he can, the chair just had to pick it up. The chair, all the chair had to say is, "Yeah, we'll take your bill," and he couldn't even get that. He couldn't get the chair to pick it up. Right. So why? Um, because they don't want to call, um, they don't want to make abortion illegal in Idaho. Ultimately, well, no, I, I would say there's a, there's a, this is politics. If there are people who want to make abortion illegal in Idaho. They don't want to lose. They don't want to lose. That's right. What? So the, you could write, you could write a, a bill, um, that was, you know, let's say, uh, let's uh, introduce the guillotine and behead all abortion doctors. Ooh. <laughs> you know. Um, let's, I'm in. What <laughs> all right, so let's say you make it as draconian and as strict and as pro-lifey uh-huh. as you can make it, right? Yeah. I, you could introduce that bill and set the actual cause of saving lives back 20 years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Every, every That's what every clinic bomb, bombing did. That's what yeah. every um, abortion doctor uh, murdering an abortion. That's It set the cause back. Now, there are people who are breathing a sigh of relief. There are compromisers in the pro-life yeah. movement who don't want to succeed. Yeah. They, they want to keep a, per, you know, a, a perpetual tension going. They don't actu- want actual victory. But there are a bunch of people who do want actual victory. Yeah. yeah sure. and, oh, I think that's pretty, yeah, absolutely. And, and, and some of, some of the uh, hotheads are, they're concerned that some of the hotheads are going to set the cause back. Right. 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 And some of the compromisers right. take up the chance and say, yeah, you're going to set the cause back, and they secretly... But I don't know how Dan's Foreman legislation would set the cause back. He was... Um, Idaho, it's already illegal to have to kill a baby in utero in Idaho. And when 1973 happened, Idaho just added the terminology except for abortion. It just said that it's a non-prosecution clause. It says that we, we won't prosecute right. abortions. abortions. So Dan was just wanting to basically rescind that. Right. And and then the state of Idaho, if we had one state, in just, a conservative state, in by a conservative way. state, if we <laughs> just had one state become an example, hey, we just don't do abortions. No, I, I, look as a strategy, I believe that if you had a true blue governor who understood the issues, mm-hmm. and you had a strong conservative majority in both yeah. houses, yeah. then I think that the stage is set for brinksmanship. Yeah, and I think we the the time is now to do that. Yeah. But Jesus says you have to count your troops before a battle. You yeah. have to you have to do you count the cost. Do I do I have the resources to win this one? Yeah. Right. Do do I go after it? If if states had refused to tolerate Roe v. Wade right when it was handed down, we that we had a moment then. Yep. And I think we have a moment coming now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, so we can all feel that. So, we can feel that coming. Oh, yeah. I I I feel the shift coming, yeah. and I believe that uh, a bill like Dan Foreman's at some point is going to get a hearing yeah right so the the issue is not whether i'm opposed or supportive of doing that right the the issue is attributing motives yeah to the people some people don't want to go along because they're not that pro life some people really are pro life they're really concerned about the tactic some people are you know you've it's a it's a war 
Right. You've got what, different strategies. What do you think about one of the things I've I've thought about is just in terms of how how to build a culture of courage. Right. So there's a way of t- talking incrementally, which sounds realistic. I think that can inculcate actually cowardice. Right. E- even though real, like, sure, you have to use strategy, but at the same time, we're not actually building a culture of courage where right. where you know David shows up at the at the battle where his brothers are with Goliath taunting them and says, all right, so who's going to go take him? Right. And everybody's like, well, no, coming, shut up. You know, you can't right. do that. And David says, well, fine, I'll take him. Right. And so it, now I think you're right. There are some hotheads that are doing, I, I think, I, I'm not at all interested in the tactics where people are like protesting churches, you know, that aren't pro-life enough for them or right. you know, this, this kind of stuff. Chaining themselves to the abortion clinics? Well, yeah, yeah, just, but just, I think just that particularly being really, very virulent and um, just all kinds of animosity for the pro-life movement mm-hmm. as a whole without right, making right, distinctions. Right. I'm not in favor of that at yeah. all. At the same time, it seems like there is something about calling for abolition, calling for like, we're going to end it. Sure. That in a good way is building a culture of courage and telling leaders, especially because I think a lot of leaders think we, we don't have the support. We don't have the support. Um, a lot of leaders. And, and, like and you that. say, if you say we we will support you if you stand up on this issue, right? Um, that engenders courage. Sure. So I'll give you a case in point. Um, if someone said, "Hey, would you sign this petition?" or would you, um, if if the slogan is "Abolish human abortion now, from the moment of conception on," mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. Um, I'm in. I'm I'm an abolitionist. I want to abolish human abortion now. And I think we ought to be articulate that that's the end game. That's where we're going. That's what yeah, we want right. to do, right? Uh, so I got a um, – I was in an internet ruckus a year or so ago because I got a thing. Only in, one? Yeah. Well, <laughs> about, only one about this. Okay. <laughs> only one about this. Yeah. Um, so I got a petition, like a petition that wanted to um, – people wanted to get on the ballot in idaho oh was it the uh, aha people yeah, yeah so yeah. but they basically contacted yeah. me too i was like what what are you talking about yeah well yeah. basically what i looked at, i read the the bill yeah and it was like any kind of abortion it wasn't just saying abortion should be against the law and there should be penalties yeah yeah it was any abortion for any reason at any level is first degree murder right okay but, uh, okay yeah. now if if I if someone goes and sh- shoots their grandmother, okay, and everybody in the world agrees that that's a murder and ought to be against the law, et cetera, we've for centuries we've had distinctions in different kinds of uh, yeah. negligent yeah, yeah, homicide, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, right, right. Um, first degree, second degree murder. We've had, right. we've yeah. made right. all Biblical these distinctions. Case laws has that. Well, yeah, this goes back to the Bible. Absolutely, that not not all murder is simply. Murder. That's right. All right. So I, I said, okay, this was this b- legislation was built out of two by fours. This is clunky. Mm-hmm. Right. It's badly written. It's going to go down in flames. It's going to set the cause back. This is not what we want. This is not mm. what we want. Sure. Right, and right. this had nothing to do with whether or not I want to abolish human yeah, abortion. Time to burn the, I, time to I, run the Doug Wilson because, jerseys now. Because <laughs> I, uh, it, and so when I said I, I didn't answer, you know, yeah, yeah, I, did, yeah. I didn't answer the the request to be involved and then i found myself attacked yeah a yep. pro-life uh, so right. i'm attacked online yep. and there was talk we're going to pick at your church and right, right. and i'm that. say yep. that kind of foolishness is is foolishness that 
is playing with the lives of the unborn. Amen. Yeah, no, absolutely. Right, that, that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. Yeah. Amen. That makes I'm, sense. Not, I'm not talking about younger pro-life voices saying, hey, guys, be encouraged. We can do better. Pick it up. Yeah. Yeah, you've, yeah, done, yeah. you've done great. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's go for, yeah. you know, further. Yeah, yeah. We can do more. I think that's, we're in a moment where that will sell. That'll preach. Yeah. I guess I feel like uh, we're on the other side of the problem now where um, I feel like there's, there's too many um cowards or too many um leaders in office who who would who wouldn't who wouldn't do enough or who who aren't strategically trying to do the right thing and then if the right thing does come like this even this abortificant stuff over Skype um we just rescind it we just we just kind of give in i feel like that's our bigger problem now is that kind of and you know. and maybe part of it too is is i think part of part of engendering courage so there is a certain kind of like overreach where you end up getting like you you get routed mm-hmm. like so i think what yeah. we want to avoid is being routed by yeah. the right. enemy on the other hand there's a, a lot of good fighting that takes place where you're just holding ground and maybe pushing forward a bit but you actually have to fight you actually have to have skin mm-hmm. in the game sure. and, and that means it's actually going to be painful you are going to have losses right in good fights I think that maybe one of the things that we're, we we want to encourage more of is let's fight more. Mm-hmm. Let, let's right. let's yeah. um, let's not just stand there and hope for the perfect shot. But every but every year in the thirty five states that would allow abortion uh, that would outlaw abortion, every year uh, bills are coming to the surface and making their way to the Supreme Court. Right. Um, so there really is a uh, there there really is I think an active principled. Uh, pro-life movement and not just a pro-life um, industry. Right. Yes. Yeah, they're, they're serious about trying to overturn abortion. They're serious about trying to outlaw abortion. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Mm. I, I know Idaho right to life was against Dan Foreman's bill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, and again, blows, so, blows and, my mind. and they were, and they were counseling the senators down in Boise to also vote, be invo- vote to rescind this anti-fortificant right. legislation. Yeah. I mean, a big part of it, I think, is we just we do need to just keep pushing it, keep yeah. talking about it, and we need to let people know that we're we're going to stand behind them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, Vegas. <laughs> Vegas <laughs> next. Vegas and Jimmy Kimmel. Give us grace, Lord. Next <laughs> on Cross Politics. This is Cy Timbrinke with Answer Anyone Apologetics. Somebody comes up to you and says that they don't believe in God. What have they just done? They've just blasphemed God. You see, blasphemy is not only taking the name of God in vain, but taking his word in vain as well. In Romans chapter 1, we're told that everyone has sufficient knowledge of God to leave them without excuse. When someone says that they don't believe in God, they're in effect calling him a liar. They're blaspheming God. What do we do? We ignore the blasphemy and lay out our evidential case for God. Now imagine that somebody came up to you and said, I think your wife's a prostitute. They'd be in a way blaspheming your wife. Would you say, well last night she was at home making dinner so I don't think she was out walking the street. The night before that she was at choir practice so I'm pretty sure she wasn't walking the street then either. And the night before that she was at her parents house so I really don't think my wife's a prostitute. Would you do that? Would you lay out an evidential argument for your wife's purity? Of course not. You'd say, that's my wife you're talking about. Choose your next words wisely. Why then, when people blaspheme God, do we act as though nothing has happened? 
Christians need to revere the name and the Word of God. Sure, have the discussion with the unbeliever, but make sure that they realize what they're doing when they say that they don't believe in God. For more apologetic answers, visit AnswerAnyone.com. again in the aftermath of another terrible, inexplicable, shocking and painful tragedy, this time in Las Vegas. As you know, at least 59 people are dead. Hundreds of people were wounded in what they say was the deadliest mass shooting in modern American history. That is the voice of Mr. Jimmy Kimmel. Um, oh, boy, guys, uh, I, I had to edit this, so I listened to it a couple times already. Yeah, It still hurts like the first time. <laughs> <laughs> it still hurts. How does it hurt you? <clears throat> my heart, my head, <laughs> hurt my feelings all the way around. Everything hurts. My fingertips, uh, <laughs> mostly because you know, Jimmy. Okay, so everybody knows what happened in Vegas. We don't have to go through that again. A lot right. of it was just horrible. Right, just a horrible event. Um, and what falls out from that is the part of me that wants to mourn and wants to help and wants to be engaged in what's going on there to help those people who are hurting or reach out to them or be able to spread the gospel there. I figure. I feel like sometimes I'm forced to have a sword in one hand fighting and then water in the other hand serving, uh-huh. you know, and I feel like if I take my attention away from serving, then the guys over here are fighting and they're stabbing me in the back mm-hmm. the whole time mm-hmm. while I'm trying to defend um, one, you know, one area right, and right. helping another. Right, right. And this is this right here is just, I feel like Jimmy Kimmel is just stabbing me in the back. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of it is because. He's passionate about those people who got killed. I really believe that. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that he actually cares about those people who got killed. Right. Yeah. So he goes on to say he's he's from and, Vegas. And, and so he's, yeah, he's 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 from Vegas, his hometown. And so this is his. He did like a ten minute monologue on his show the yeah. following night. Uh-huh. Uh, of course, we pray for the victims and for their families and friends, and we wonder why, even though there's probably no way to ever know why a human being would do something like this to other human beings who are at. I'm sorry, I can't. I can't. We, yeah, we do know why. Yeah, we we do know why people do this. Evolution. We're the only people. <laughs> Christians are the only people who know why pe- this happens in the world. But but he's got a, he, he's he's part of a different religion, David. Yeah. So he, he's concert. I'm sorry, this, 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 he's preaching. Yeah, he's absolutely right. He's he's absolutely. having church. He's having church. Yep. And he's preaching. Yeah. And and but he he's it's a it's a different gospel. It's a different God, right? It's, it's so so that's. He's telling, go ahead. He's okay. going to tell the gospel of this different religion. You guys don't know this, but I'm playing a little game right now. I'm playing red face. So red face is you handle as much of this as you can and your face turns red and then I stop the recording and then you, so. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. You can't tell it on me because I'm black, <laughs> but my face has been red since the start of the segment. So your shirt is red. This morning we have children without parents and fathers without sons mothers without daughters we lost two police officers we lost a nurse from tennessee a special so, ed teacher so i think um uh you know back to your sympathy point we hurt for the people of vegas and we hurt because we know that this world is broken like there are two there are two common themes that every human has in this world two common traits we all share traits if you call them that we all sin and we all die you know so for jimmy what are we going to do about that right. and and how do we um, I, I, you know, it's been a week now or since, since it happened and, um, it, you know, I, you, you, you don't want to capitalize off a strategy like Hillary Clinton's trying to do. 
you know, talk about gun legislation or first tweet out the door on this thing. But at the same time, there's uh, Vegas um, had has averages about 30 abortions a day. Yep. 30 abortions a day. So in two days, Vegas has had 60 abortions, which is equivalent to what, what was killed in the massacre. And then, of course, nationally, it's what, 3,000 abortions a day nationally and all this. And and to have Jimmy Kimmel like cry about this um, is so imbalanced. Oh, he's got, I don't, he I don't got, know. He's got four you more know. minutes, so you might want to save some of that. But he stops crying eventually. Here in Manhattan Beach, and um, it's a kind of thing that it it makes you want to throw up or or give up. It's too much to even process. All these devastated families who now have to live with this pain forever because one person with a violent and insane voice in his head managed to stockpile a connection of a collection of high-powered rifles and use them to shoot people. He passed the government-mandated background check when he was in the store. He wasn't on any watch. I see Pastor Toby's face is turning red. So, so get so yeah, he's getting to the gospel here. Oh, his gospel, right? Yeah, yeah. What's his gospel? The solution. The solution. The solution to the problem the is you have it. List didn't seem to have been a religious or political extremist. Came out of nowhere, and uh, because of that, because there weren't any of the usual signs, uh, you know. I've been reading comments from people say this is terrible, but there's nothing we can do about it. But I disagree with that uh, intensely because, of course, there's something we can do about it. There are a lot of things we can do about it. Preach the gospel. But we don't, which is interesting because when someone with a uh, beard attacks us, we tap phones, we invoke travel bans, we build walls, we take every possible precaution to make sure it doesn't happen again. But when an American so, buys a gun... So Jimmy's it, for that, right? He's for building walls? <laughs> Wait, he, he said... Is he for <laughs> travel bans? He said somebody with a beard attacks. Is he talking about you, Pastor? Yeah. <laughs> Not what I'm looking at. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm looking at another guy across the way. Yeah, I'm, look, I'm looking at a, another guy across the way too, Pastor Toby. Well, you know, Jimmy Kimmel well, has is a Is that beard. racist comment? Did J- he just make a racist comment? <laughs> if Cam Newton has to apologize for his comment to the reporter, right. I think, I think. Well, you know, Kimmel's got a beard on the show and he's actually saying this. So who, so who is he talking about? So he here, had, let me point out one thing that he does in there that's really striking. He, he's preaching the gospel, and his gospel is we need to turn to government regulation yeah. to save us. Right. So mm-hmm. we, we've we had a disaster. We've had a crisis. We turn in the moment of our affliction to our God. Right. Right? And in, But in this case, he just said a moment before that that this guy passed all the— all the standards, you know, he— All the current government standards. All the current government yeah. standards. In other words, he, what he's doing is saying, look, your Savior screwed up and let you down, mm-hmm. and the regulations that the Savior prom, uh, promulgated yeah. didn't save you. He's preaching and, against idolatry. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, and he yeah. says, and then he says, so let's turn again to our Savior and exactly. let him and let him try again, mm. yeah. right? Yeah. In the Christian gospel, Jesus died once for all. That dealt with sin, period. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved, and that has never failed, right? The the God that failed, the state, is the God that failed. The state is the idol that fails mm. and necessarily fails. So if you... <laughs> I'm sorry. You, you were saying... Yeah. You're going to take an offering or what? <laughs> oh, that's coming next. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to show with an offering. Hold on. So, so what happened in Vegas is what happens in Chicago mm. every month. Mm. One yeah. at a, a, a yeah, Chicago right. does it differently. Their style is different. It's one at a time. Right. Instead of all in in one fell swoop, right. so it's one at a time, right. and Chicago is one of the most gun controlled places on the planet. Illinois, right. all right. Illinois. Yep. So, so if you if you say um, 
so all you have to do is point at that and say, look, does, does your proposed offering to your God actually save lives? The answer is no, it doesn't. Right. All right. He wants us to pray to a God that he acknowledges failed us in this instance. Mm. And, and he, he promises to be a, a better God this next time around. And, and then if it fails again, He's, it's, right. we'll just have to do it again. Higher, yep. And he's a God. Notice that he's a God, though, that is prevent, like, he assumes that the God would have saved us if he could have, but couldn't because there were a bunch of people that wouldn't let him. Right. Open so, theism. So, so <laughs> a bunch of, a bunch of people got in the way of this God saving them. And, and in a minute, he's going to identify a bunch of those guys. Right. In a minute, yeah. he kills other Americans. Then there's nothing we can do about that. And, uh, Second Amendment, I guess, are, Forefathers wanted us to have AK-47s, uh, which were not argument, used. That was not used. Uh, I assume Orlando, Newtown, Aurora, San Bernardino. Every one of these shootings, the murder used automatic or semi-automatic rifles, which are not weapons you use for self-defense. <coughs> what? I mean, what does that even mean? <coughs> well, it's not weapons you use for self-defense if you're walking with your wife from the theater back to the car. You don't take one of those rifles with right. you. Yeah, you don't do that. But the Second Amendment was not because we wanted to, uh, to protect the rights of deer hunters. It was Please not because that. we wanted to protect people against muggers, although that's a corollary. Well, no. They were they were worried about the they were worried <laughs> uh-huh. about the British. Hey. It had to do oh, with the militia. Come yeah. on, and state. The, sta- the state. So the Second Amendment yeah, was overweening state. Yeah. The overweening state. Correct. It was a defense uh, for the people against the government. Right. Right. And he's gonna he's gonna show a bunch of faces. What are the faces that he li- shows? Up? I don't know. Basically, he, every conservative, all the, all the Republicans who voted against or are part of the NRA. <laughs> I, I think they voted against some bill yeah. that was supposed to like limit, like silencers or something. I thought it had to do with people who were like um, couldn't pass a particular. Let's let him talk. Yeah. Okay. Their weapons are designed to kill large numbers of people in the shortest <laughs> possible amount of time. And this guy reportedly had ten of them in his room, apparently legally. At least some of them were there legally. Why is that allowed? I don't know why our so-called leaders continue to allow this to happen. Or maybe a better question, why do we continue to let them to allow it to happen? There it goes. There you go. Five people got shot in Lawrence, Kansas last night. Three of them died. It didn't even make a blip because this is just a regular part of our lives now. And um, Especially in Chicago. You know what will happen? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Right. exactly. Right. He should, we'll get he should, you know, like Jeff Durbin does on next week after every show, he talks about how many babies were saved yep, uh, yep. to end abortion now. Yep. Jimmy Kimmel should do that for Chicago. How many people were killed? Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Some of us won't get motivated. The bills will be written. They'll be watered down. They'll fail. The Come NRA on, will smother it all with money. And over time, we'll get distracted. We'll move on to the next thing. And then this it, is it will happen again and again. And last night, the White House press secretary, Sarah Sanders, said this is not the time. Or actually, it was today, this morning. She said it was not the time for political debate. And um, I don't know. We have 59 innocent people dead. It wasn't their time either. So I think now is the Uh-oh. He's coming in. I- I'm having a conniption here. Okay. Um, I love that he wants to talk about innocent people. I love that he wants to talk about people who are vulnerable. Yeah. I love that he wants to talk about life being valuable. I'm, I'm glad that he wants to bring that conversation yeah. to the. How, to, how tall do you have to be before Jimmy Kimmel cares? Come on yeah. now, oh, before yeah. he come comes on, on the now. show. Where's my organ? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. So, <laughs> so I think the the other side of this um, coin is um, 
what what how are we getting into this point in our country where these shootings are becoming far more frequent right what's going on to where these shootings are are i mean we had a shooting at a high school up in spokane just a couple you know three or four weeks ago um uh i mean there's there's yeah i, it I seems like almost every month we're having something like this happen on school on school shootings that um or let, let, let me adjust that question did slightly you just interrupt the pastor I did. He, he did. it seems like every <laughs> month i'm remembering what, okay. I, what I was gonna All say right. you don't get communion this week bro <laughs> <laughs> you just lost that you just lost it i'm not with him pastor uh, i'm not yeah. with that dude well these these things happen like the media he reports these the media reports on these things but they happen in chicago all the time no one cares about that right um, so there's even a funny thing going on there but yeah you know. So if you want to ask, you have to ask yourself in situations like this, and let's say we, I, I don't think it ought to be a politicized within hours. We ought to let the grieving, you shouldn't be talking about the politics while the ambulances are still on the way to the hospital. Right. Right. So give it a tip. But in the aftermath, when it's still fresh, you know, a week later, I think it's reasonable to talk about. Yeah. But when you go to talk about it, you have to ask yourself, what, what things would I not be allowed to say in this Mm. situation. Mm -hmm. So if you look at school shootings, I'd say, all right, let's have a serious conversation about school violence. How many of the kids, how many of the kids who shot up their school were on prescribed drugs? Ridlin. How how many of them were on um, some sort of, well, most of them in, in modern history at the school shootings of the ones we know about, all of them, Everybody yep. right? All of them, and then the others are not released. We don't, we don't know. I, don't, I don't know of any confirmed case of a school shooter, a student shooting up a school that wasn't on drugs. Right. And over the door, this is a drugs, drug free zone. Yeah, well, yeah, right. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, How's yeah. that working for you? In yeah. other words, oh, yeah. the school wants a monopoly on the dispensing of drugs, mm-hmm. um, and no drugs here except the ones administered by the school nurse. Okay, so uh, so look at what drugs you're prescribing. Look at how many of the shooters had fathers. Yeah, yeah. Okay, when or yeah. or didn't have fathers. Uh, did, uh, yeah. yeah, how many of the? It'd yeah. be right. That's the point. Yeah. So you, yep. the the point is, how many of the people who shoot up a place uh, grew up in a home, a stable home with dads? How many people who are incarcerated for murder, violent crimes, are are victims of fatherlessness, mm-hmm. and then they're and then their victims are one st- one step downstream. And then ask yourself, um, what has the sexual revolution done to break up the home? Mm. What what has uh, what has pornography done to fuel this epidemic of mm. fatherlessness? And all of a sudden, you discover that there's a whole host of things that have nothing to do with the gun itself. Mm-hmm. It, nothing to do with the gun. It has to do with the heart of man. Mm. Go ahead. Yes. Yeah, so. The- I mean that's that's the thing. So there has to be sin in every religion. There has to be a sin, and and right. And for Jimmy Kimmel, the sin is guns. Yeah. Right. And and the people that won't outlaw them. Yeah. Right. Um. But but that's we always want to heal the wound lightly. So right. we want to have some way of of saying we've done something. We've done something big, and there has to be pain involved. Atonement. There has yeah. to be atonement. In, in Blood, or, yep. There has to be pain, and so something like banning guns um it'll make a lot of people upset it will be pain involved yeah and so it will feel cathartic like we're, we've done we've something been satisfied yes yeah, yeah, like yeah. something's been done yeah. it's painful it's a struggle we can do this but it won't actually do anything like join the volcano it, right it, it, <laughs> won't, it, it won't actually save that's right um you know because 
you ban guns and then you start having knife attacks. Well, right. and, and right? here's, I mean, here's that's what's what funny about it. when something like this happens, um, the liberals are now able to get the conservatives to do something that the liberals would never be able to well, get well, to I, do themselves. I think that like li- NRA is now supporting bump stock well, that's um, one legislation. I, liberals are getting conservatives now. They've been moving them this whole time. They've getting conservatives to look like jerks. Yeah, but the bump. I, I would say for the NRA, the bump stock thing is simply a tactical retreat. Oh yeah, it's going to it affects virtually nothing. Yeah, and when with the advent of three D, uh, you know what three yeah. D printing yeah. with three D printing where people can print their own bump stocks yeah. and everything, yeah. and all of a sudden everybody knows there's bump stock. There's there's, <laughs> there's <laughs> bump stocks. There's things that do that. And three um, D printers are going to go up now. Yeah, <laughs> great sales. Right. Pastor, do this something for me. When I hear stuff like this, I want to grieve with people who are grieving. At the same time, I want to smack Jimmy Kimmel in his face at the same time. you know, And I right. want those kind of arguments to die fast, and I want to be able to lift up people who are hurting. Right. How, do you, how do you manage to do both of those at the same time with the gospel? Right. So basically, the gospel is um, what God gave to us that comforts the afflicted and afflicts the comfortable. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Kimmel is comfortable. He's ensconced in Hollywood. He, you know, he's ensconced in this world that can make violent movies— Without end, right? Okay. Uh, you know, just shooting them up, uh, blood on the camera movies. That yeah. that's the enter- the entertainment world is vile and entertains us with this stuff, and then pretends that oh, that's just entertainment. It has no effect on people. Yeah. Is that why people spend that much money to buy thirty seconds of Super Bowl halftime commercial? Oh. Time? <laughs> it's because video images don't affect behavior. Yeah. Oh, come on. Mm. So basically, I, I think that we ought to really weep with those who weep, the, yeah. the true victims in, in this sort of thing, and do, do what you can, donate, give blood, uh, you know, that, that sort of thing, and then take a hard stand against anybody who's preaching a false religion. And that's not the gospel. That's not Jesus. That's not salvation. And ultimately, it, it ends up hurting the very people that they say they're trying to protect. Right. You know, that's... And, and the thing is, everybody knows that... that, that it's honest. It looks in the mirror that there's a there's a violent man or woman inside every one of us. Right. So we we're, bo- mm. we're born in Adam. We're all mm. Cain's. We've all hated. We've all murdered with our words, right? Yeah. Um, and so none of these things will work because ultimately we're not we're not going deep enough. We're not going far enough. We're not looking in the mirror and speaking the truth. That's what the cross does, right? So the cross lifts up Jesus, the only righteous one. Yeah. He's the one who's beaten to a bloody pulp. He's the one who's crucified and died. It's in him that you both have the truth told about every Jimmy Kimmel, every Toby Sumter, mm-hmm. every every Chocolate Knox, every one of us, yeah, right? Yeah, Tells yeah. the truth about us. Yeah. And in it actually takes away our sin, right. actually washes us clean, Amen. and actually brings justice to the world. Right. Amen. Cross goes all the way down. All Amen. the way down. Whew, I needed that because I was going to hurt Jimmy. I was going to. Don't do it. <laughs> Jesus already died, David. Amen. Amen. Jesus already died. <laughs> Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Until next week, go fight, laugh, and feast. Pastor Wilson, thanks for joining us on Cross Politics. Thank, Thank you. you. All right.